0: Okay, I'd like to introduce inshallah our third topic of today, which is resolving the differences and building the Islamic society. Inshallah, our brother Haytham ibn Thabait will share his concepts of how we can reunite the Ummah and rebuild the greatest civilization to have ever existed, the Islamic civilization, one who puts obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Creator, as the goal. Inshallah, Uh, تفضل. خِلَافَةً عَلَى النُّبُوَّةِ Then there will be a khilafah on the footsteps of prophethood. Allahu Allah Akbar! Allahu Akbar! Allah Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. as alaykum, my dear brothers and sisters. These are not my words. These are the words of our noble prophet and final messenger. These are the words of the one sent as a mercy to mankind. This is from amongst the great glad tidings mentioned by our Honorable Messenger So trust that this mercy will prevail over the whole of mankind. Trust that this glad tidings will become a reality. The same blueprint used in the past to establish our first state is still between our hands. The question is not whether it's realistic, but rather who amongst us will work to make it a reality. Brothers and sisters, when we examine the initial rise of Islam, it came to quarrel some polytheists of no value or stature amongst humanity. Living in the shadows of the Romans and the Persians, within a half a century, these quarreling polytheist tribes would become one ummah, bowing in submission to the one true God, they would transform and transform others, emerging as a global superpower, encompassing varying races, tribes, and colors. They became followers of truth, champions of the oppressed, and leaders of humanity. This was all due to the implementation of La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah. They established a society based on their beliefs, were sovereignties to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in al-hukmu illa lillah, in authority to the Ummah. Muslim affairs were managed in accordance with Islam. The Khilafah was an extension and an expression of their beliefs. The state and society were one entity in sync. All knew their obligations, roles, and rights. A harmony that none other than Islam was capable of producing, they lived Islam, loved Islam, carried Islam, and fought for its sake. Every facet of their lives was in accordance to the commands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. They were like fish in the sea, navigating through their natural environment. Both the state and its citizens followed the dictates of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala alone and sought His pleasure. So when we think of our current situation, it is evident that we are like fish out of water. Kufr values and laws suffocating our potential and filling our homes with misery and corruption. Alhamdulillah, despite all that, we have not embraced their kufr. We still love Islam, want to live by Islam, carry Islam, and are willing to fight for its glory. Our modern-day potential surpasses what we possess in terms of resources, riches, military strength, and location. Because we have seen that all of these things are useless. For over a century, they have been of no benefit. The real strength we as an ummah possess lies in our aqeedah. And we have an ummah desperate to quench its thirst with none other than Islam. This is where our real power lies. This is where our ability to successfully resolve differences, create a cohesive Islamic society and provide humanity with a just and merciful alternative stem from. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says, "Wa allafa bayna qulubihim. Law anfaqtuma fil ardi jami'an ma allafta bayna qulubihim, walakin Allah allafa baynahum. Innahu 'azizun hakim." He brought their hearts together. Had you spent all the riches in the earth, you could not have united their hearts, but Allah has united them. Indeed, He is almighty, all wise. Reflect on that, my dear brothers and sisters. Had Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spent all the riches in the world, he could not have united their hearts, but Allah has united them. It was not riches that bridged hearts, resolved conflicts, and united people. It was this new message, this new way of thinking that chose people over profit, justice over force, akhirah over dunya, and truth over lies. Muslims built a society that revolved around the halal and away from the haram. Every interaction, transaction, curriculum, legislation, carefully applied to comply with Allah's Sharia. The well-being of the khilafa citizens was a priority preventing the exclusion and marginalization of any a real sense of belonging and trust differences were resolved with the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherein he said ya if you quarrel about a matter, then revert it back to Allah and His Messenger, if you believe in Allah in the last day. This is a formula for our success, the end to our conflicts. Our power to unite the Ummah lies in the words of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, wherein He says, "In هَذِهِ أُمَّتُكُمْ واحدة وَأَنَا رَبُّكُمْ in هَذِهِ أُمَّتُكُمْ واحدة وَأَنَا رَبُّكُمْ فَعْبُدُونَ Truly this Ummah of yours is one, and I am your Lord, so therefore worship me alone. This ayah clearly commands Muslims to be one Ummah instead of 55 useless entities created by the colonialists for us after World War I. Subhanallah, the recent death of a child in Morocco who was trapped in a wall for over four days showcased our brotherhood. We've seen an enormous amount of prayers in dua. This ummah truly loves one another, and stays up at night concerned with one another, just as our Prophet ﷺ described. The example of the believers in their affection, mercy and compassion for each other is that of a body When any limb aches, the whole body reacts with sleeplessness and fever. Imagine, my dear brothers and sisters, once this hadith is demonstrated through a state. Imagine a Khalifa that can move continents with a single finger for the sake of a believer. Imagine bringing the Ummah back together again as one body as described by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Subhanallah. By Allah, Uprooting the borders that divide Muslims is far simpler than we can imagine. These borders mean absolutely nothing to us. These 55 useless entities have brought us nothing but misery, disgrace, shame. The concept of a nation state is completely alien to Islam. It's a foreign concept and stands diametrically opposed to our history and culture and most importantly, to the dictate of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta-A'la. It has prevented us from aiding and protecting our brothers and sisters in Syria, Yemen, Burma, East Turkestan, Iraq, and elsewhere. This Ummah has long disbelieved in these colonial borders, just as if we have disowned their flags, systems, and puppet rulers. All we need to do is remove these barriers and watch the Ummah rush forth to embrace one another. Alhamdulillah, my dear brothers and sisters, This Ummah is resilient, steadily moving towards Islam. It has outdone all in terms of compassion, bravery, sacrifice, generosity and devotion. It longs to be united. And most importantly, it wants to live in a society that reflects its beliefs, adhering to the halal and avoiding the haram. This Ummah of believers is waiting to be led by a believer. An Ummah of lions waiting to be led by a lion, this alignment between the leader and the led, and the laws will create a society unlike any other. Imagine obtaining a security that has been missing for over a hundred years. Imagine attaining an honor that has been absent for over a hundred years. Imagine regaining a strength that has been lost for over a hundred years. So let us put our differences aside, my dear brothers and sisters, and strive to make this a reality by adhering to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wherein He says, تفرقوا, and hold fast to the rope of Allah together and do not be divided. Yes, my brothers and sisters, do not be divided. Unfortunately, attention is focused on those that wish to divide, the forces of evil. But the reality is far more different. There are forces of good and people that wish to unite this ummah and protect this ummah. They are in fact the majority. The attention given to the divisive forces is deliberate and well funded. However, imagine once that funding is cut off and Western embassies are no longer able to meddle in our affairs. Imagine all of us working alongside our Khalifa to cut the reins of any foreign power or individual that dares divide the Muslim Ummah. We stand firm against division and discrimination. Article six of the draft constitution of the Khilafah states, all citizens of the state shall be treated equally regardless of religion, race, color, or any other matter. Yes, equally. It is forbidden to discriminate between Muslims and non-Muslims, between Arabs and non-Arabs, and between whites and blacks. Imagine how this will impact the systems of the world, systems founded on racism, and struggling with racial inequality and religious bigotry. Western societies have failed to create a society in which people of all races can flourish. Racism is embedded in their history, their institutions, and their practices. In fact, racism is part and parcel of the capitalist ideology that is imposed on the world today. The whole of humanity suffers greatly from inequality and discrimination in all realms of life, whether it be social, political, or economic. Our demonstration of justice will have people rushing to come under the Khilafah to experience what it feels like for a citizen to equally receive protection of life Property and honor, living under a system devised by the Creator of mankind for the protection and prosperity of mankind. We've demonstrated this before and we'll do it again soon, insha'Allah. Allahu <an Colorado> Akbar. <mary> La ilaha illallah. Muhammad yar- Yang- Rasulullah. <interaction> La ilaha illallah. Article 4 of the Draft Constitution of the Khilafah states, The Khalifa does not adopt divine rules pertaining to worship, except in connection with Zakah and Jihad. In addition to that which is necessary for maintaining the unity of Muslims, he also does not adopt any of the thoughts connected with the Islamic Aqidah. My dear brothers and sisters, the Khilafah is a general leadership for all Muslims, not for a specific madhab, Ja'faris, Shafi'is, Hanafis, Zaydis, and Malikis will remain, and new Madhahib may emerge as Ijtihad will flourish once again. Imagine that. Students of Sharia taught by scholars of various schools of thought, sharing, learning, just as their founders once had done. Let us remember that Imam Malik was a teacher of Imam Shafi'i, who in turn was a teacher of Imam Ibn Hanbal, and Imam Abu Hanifa was a student of Imam Ja'far. That harmony will once again prevail and add to a rich, robust academic scholarship. Unity will be maintained by adhering to the Shad'i principle which states, Imam the opinion of the Imam resolves disagreements. Resolving differences and maintaining unity, this in itself is a mercy so desperately needed, putting an end to senseless conflict and tension that has been exploited by the enemies of Islam. As for Dhimmis, non-Muslim citizens of the Khilafah, we remind them that the word Dhimmi is derived from the Arabic word Dhimma, which means under covenant. They are under the protection of Islam. We will protect them in the same manner that we protect our women and children. Ahlul Dhimma will not be harmed by us or by others. They are guaranteed a life free of compulsion Discrimination and distress. This is in compliance with the teachings of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who said, أو أو Whoever wrongs a person protected by a covenant, violates his rights, burdens him with more than he can bear or takes something from him without his consent, I will be his prosecutor on the day of judgment. They are allowed to follow their own beliefs in worship, diet, mural contracts, be a part of Madlis Al-Ummah, the Ummah Assembly, and enjoy the same economic benefits as Muslims. Our neglect of them is a serious matter worthy of Allah's punishment and accountability. As for our sisters, our women, Islam prohibited the exploitation of women It will work to prevent anything which undermines their dignity and humanity. Women are guaranteed to be educated and if they choose to work in the safest and most dignified of environments, there's no system that protects women and enables them like the system of Islam. Islam has a zero tolerance approach towards any form of violence or injustice carried out against anyone, especially our female citizens. We have a history of evidence to support the fact that one woman's honor outweighs the countless male lives entrusted with her protection. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Anyone honored with being a citizen of the Khilafah will feel a sense of belonging, regardless of their religion, race, or color. All citizens will experience care, security, Support is guaranteed by Islam They will hold their heads up high knowing that they live under a system that protects their blood Honor and wealth a system that truly has their back and their best interests at heart What a world of difference What a world of difference between a capitalist system that does not honor kinship or respect covenant a capitalist system that corrupts and exploits women and children and spreads Death and destruction both at home and abroad and between the system of mercy given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that commands right, forbids evil, spreads justice, tranquility, prosperity. The alternative is clear, my dear brothers and sisters, and that alternative will be clear to all to see. Soon, insha'Allah, this alternative will be here. Muslims will no longer be used and abused in the name of safeguarding US, UK, and French interests. Let us not forget, my dear brothers and sisters, where would have the kafar been in Iraq had it not been for the treacherous Iranian and Saudi regimes? Where would have the kafar been in Afghanistan had it not been for the treacherous Pakistani regime? Where would have the kafar been in our lands had it not been for the treacherous Jordanian, Egyptian, and Turkish regimes? The Kuffar will no longer be permitted To fight their battles on our soil, funded with our wealth, and fueled with our sons. Imagine when all that comes to an end. No bases on our land to operate from. No intelligence provided to them. No fuel to sustain their campaigns. And no puppet rulers to hide behind. Now let us talk about our open wound, Al-Quds, and the whole of Palestine. In 1099, Muslims lost Al-Quds. The Ummah was divided into st- small statelets. Egypt was occupied. Bilad al-Sham was carved up. The Crusaders took advantage of our disunity and overtook al-Quds. Salah al al-Ayubi began his campaign to reclaim al-Quds first by uniting Muslims. He would unite Egypt and al-Sham under the Khilafah and it took him 17 years to do so. Salah al correctly understood that the reason for the loss of Al-Quds was our disunity. And after unifying Muslim lands, he succeeded at liberating Al-Quds. History, my dear brothers and sisters, will soon repeat itself. Just as Salahuddin did when he unified Egypt and Asham and rallied the Muslims towards Al-Quds, the Khilafah too will unite Muslims and liberate our lands from occupation. Imagine soldiers from Islamabad Cairo, Jakarta, Karak, marching all together into Al-Quds seeking victory or gaining martyrdom, celebrating together or being buried together and raised insha'Allah together amongst the best of shuhada. New populations of Muslims settling in Palestine and new gates constructed around Al-Quds just as happened during Saladin's conquest. Insha'Allah we will see the Algeria gate and the Pakistan gate constructed near the Moroccan gate commemorating the sacrifices made by the people of those wilayas. Imagine an afil my dear brothers and sisters. A mass mobilization. The Khilafah rallying and mobilizing the Ummah across the globe towards Bet al-Maqdis declaring لَا يُصَلِّيَنَّ أَحَدُكُمْ الْعَصْرِ إِلَّا فِي بَيْتِ الْمَقْدِسِ Rush to make salah of Asr in Bayt al-Maqdis. What sane, God-fearing soldier, civilian would not want to be part of such an effort. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. These are the circumstances that would merge the Ummah's militaries into one solid entity, unite its ranks and direction, This is only possible under the banner of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wallahi, the chance of Allahu Akbar alone will send the Kuffar fleeing. As for countries that share borders with us and have a significant Muslim population, such as China and Russia, they know it's not in their best interest to provoke us. Their tone will change drastically because they know they are now dealing with real men and not low-life as they have been for a century. Their economies will be crippled. Their trade suffocated if they do not toe the line. Muslims living in their lands will immediately feel the difference. Their nightmares will become a reality if they mess with our brothers and sisters in any way, shape, or form. We guarantee our brothers and sisters that we will feel their pain and stay up and fever and sleeplessness and if they so much so as say ouch we will rush to their aid as for India we remind them that we have mobilized forces in the past for a Muslima and moved armies to Amuria. we have mobilized forces in the past for a Muslima and moved our armies to Sindh for Muskan Khan and her sisters we will unearth the ground beneath their feet Mobilizing thousands of soldiers for the sake of our sisters We remind them that we have not forgotten India's lengthy Islamic history and its place within our ummah Nor will we ever abandon our brothers and sisters there There will no longer be puppet rulers to restrain our lions and prevent them from bringing it under the fold of Islam once again Imagine when we reclaim what's rightfully ours my dear brothers and sisters Imagine when the dictates come from Amir al-Mumineen instead of the embassies of the West. Imagine when our sacrifices pour directly into our successes. We'll have the ability to bring this relentless cycle of misery and failure to an end embodied in a clear vision to reestablish the Khilafah based upon the method of Prophethood. It will create real change, a change so desperately needed in the Muslim world. And at large, it will create leadership unlike any other. I wanted to use some of the statements of our previous Khulafat to illustrate what kind of leadership we have produced. Our Khalifa Umar ibn Khattab said, When you go on an expedition, I will care for your children. Ida Riptum Filbu, Fa'ana Abu Ayal, return to them. Our Khalifa Ali ibn Abi Talib said, Alaikabil Adl Fisadi Wal Adu. Treat justly both your enemies and your friends. And our Khalifa, Umar ibn Abdul Aziz, said, Spread seeds on mountaintops so that it is not said that birds went hungry in Muslim lands. Imagine the impact a correct understanding of responsibility and guardianship will have on the Ummah. Imagine a society that views its leaders as shields and guardians, experiencing firsthand what welfare and protection mean. A super leadership system, message, excellence, over and above, higher in quality of life, surpassing all standards of greatness. Real leadership, mercy, prosperity. None other than the Khilafah is qualified to care for humanity, my dear brothers and sisters. Say that with conviction, none other than us, this ummah is qualified to care for humanity. This will be evident, my dear brothers and sisters. It is time for the Khilafah to put an end to the suffering Western civilization has created. It is time for our Khilafah to prepare us for greatness and tap into our capabilities and push us beyond our imagination. It is time... For the Muslims to assume their role and responsibility. We can say with absolute certainty that Muslim armies today can liberate our oppressed Muslims in Syria, Palestine, Kashmir, China, Myanmar, and elsewhere. We can say with absolute certainty that our lands are blessed with an enormous amount of wealth. We can say with absolute certainty the Khilafah will produce a cohesive society unlike any other. And we can say with absolute certainty, the Muslim Ummah is endowed with amazing talent and potential. That's not what makes us super. What makes us super is our adherence to our deen. What makes us super is that Allah Azza wa has sent us to deliver mankind from the narrowness of this world to the vastness of this world and the next. Despite all that has been done to us, my dear brothers and sisters, Despite, despite all that has been done to this ummah of war and destruction, insults and assaults, harassment and lies, trying to remove our hijabs, remove our honor, erase our history, corrupt our aqidah, disrupt our homes, detach us from the Qur'an. They've been unsuccessful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ لِيَصُدُّوا عَن سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ تَكُونُ عَلَيْهِمْ حَسْرَةً ثُمَّ يُغْلَبُونَ Surely the disbelievers spend their wealth to hinder others from the path of Allah. They will continue to spend to the point of regret. Then they will be defeated. Yes, they will be defeated. When we measure our God-gifted strengths against our opponents, innate weaknesses, it is clear that we are already super, my dear brothers and sisters. All we simply need is the power. Simply become a superpower. Our opponents are driven by a bloodlust and greed. We are driven by truth, justice, mercy. It's that simple. It's seriously that simple, my dear brothers and sisters. This ummah is resilient, it's an ummah of khayr and will remain at the forefront of good. We will continue to wish and do the best for humanity. We are super, and all the word contains of meanings. The blueprint we hold, our dear brothers and sisters, will soon become a reality. In conclusion, my dear brothers and sisters, yes, we have within our possession all we need to resolve differences, to build an Islamic society, and to unite the ummah. It is none other than the comprehensive implementation of our great deen by commanding the right and forbidding the wrong in our media, education, social interactions, and economic transactions just as described in the Qur'an, They are those who if established in the land, would, would perform prayer, give zakah, command what is good, forbid what is evil, and with Allah rests the outcome of all affairs. The same blueprint, used by Muhammad وسلم, and his companions is all that is required. This is why the soon-to-be-established khilafah will be called a khilafah ala minhaj in because it will use the same blueprint prescribed by the Messenger of Allah وسلم, for the prosperity and protection of mankind. The entire world, my dear brothers and sisters, will witness firsthand how people of varying colors Races and faith can live and love one another in an atmosphere of respect mercy and justice No more sectarianism racism and nationalism no more discrimination oppression and neglect a state of mercy rahma and guidance huda for all yes, my dear brothers and sisters from تكون خلافة على منهاج النبوة والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته